The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Join today at theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 59 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Kaladi at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Josh Roberts at Roberts number 49. Good evening, y'all. And Chris Chung at Prime LOL. Uh, uh, evening, everyone. Alrighty, so... Uh, think Calvin's back next week. We don't know. His situation's in flux, so we're, we're trying to figure that out as we go. So, actually probably going to be a shorter show tonight. I know I say that every time, but the only thing we have on the docket for tonight is we wanted to discuss the LPL changes, the off-season moves, the, the mini hot stove season we had in between seasons. There were a lot more moves than I thought there'd be. So, we're going to go through all of those. We're going to do, you know, winners, losers, upgrades, downgrades, talk through each of these briefly. That shouldn't actually take too long, but we'll see. That's going to be the main topic for the night. LCS and LEC we're going to be doing next week because we wanted to get the LPL out of the way because the LPL starts this coming week. So they're going to go right from midseason cup right into into league play. So uh, we wanted to get the LPL out of the way now. So any LEC and LCS uh, and LCK stuff we're going to be talking about over the next two weeks. So... This one is almost strictly going to be just the LPL. So, other than that, we just had uh, we had mid- this midseason cup started this morning. Any any hot day one takes, guys, or uh, has this tournament been as weird to you guys as it has been to like everyone else? I don't know if it's a hot take, but I noticed that um, TES's mid laner played quite well. He was he played quite well, I thought, and you know that guy, he's a. Uh, He's he's on the up and coming. Uh, he's he's up and coming. Is he upper? Is he upper management material? <laughs> he's upper management material. I think. <laughs> no, all, all jokes aside, Knight Knight played out of his mind today. Uh, I, I I like went I I went back and rewatched the vods this afternoon, and and dude's a savage. <laughs> he's just really good. That guy can League of Legends, as they say. Um, Josh, what about you? Any like, what were your thoughts on on day one of the MSC so far? Uh, so far, the assumption I had that, that China would kind of really play better in this type of format seemed to have held true. Uh, cause I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you guys that T1 is probably overall a stronger team than arguably both top and FBX, but I think, uh, the whole like best of one format, um, maybe got to it a little bit as well as like T1 just looked to kind of be trying to mimic the LPL style and just not be as good at it. Yeah, so. what do you guys make of the fact that the LCK came out and just, like, drafted all early game snowball cops? Like, what? Wait, what's happening? Dude, I – the literally the LCK teams were just like, we're the LPL today. And I, yeah, I like, loved it. Like, it was, it was so refreshing. <laughs> it was so refreshing seeing them, like, actually take a – like, clearly what you were doing was not working. Mix it up. And they did. And I I thought, like, I mean, 
it wasn't the best. I think that was, like, to me, the, the big picture takeaway from this whole thing is, like, one, best of ones are awkward as hell. Especially for the Eastern teams who never play best of ones ever. And then that was, like, the biggest takeaway. I don't think these teams all looked too sharp, just in general. Like, I don't even think FPX and Top looked particularly good today. Like, they had mo- like all these teams had moments because they're just good teams. But it kind of looked like shaking the rust off a little bit. And then I think, like, the third big takeaway for me is the best of one definitely impacted how these teams played. Like, like even, even the, the LCK teams that were, like, picking these snowball compositions, they were a little bit reckless. But, like, I, I think there were times for all the teams to at different points today that they were way overcautious on something. Like, they weren't pushing an advantage. And then... Then they were not cautious enough at the times where it mattered, and that was T1's problem today, which was they just had three gigantic punts in in two of the games that they played. So, just just like it was, it was so weird seeing like T1 looked like they had too much coffee this morning, right? Like that was it was kind of insane to watch. I will say I thought Damwon was refreshing to me because of just like. And maybe it was just because I had lofty expectations after Worlds and, you know, they didn't make any Ross moves, so I thought they'd be really good again. But I felt like they really underperformed, even though they got fourth in the spring. And this morning they looked like, like they were competing with these teams. You know, they beat T1. Um, they were in the in the other two games, I believe, really close. So, like, it was kind of nice to see that. Like, it looked like a little bit like uh, watching Nugger. It was like he was at – that video, like, I think I got my swagger back. Yeah, yeah. Nice to see. I don't know. My issue with Damwon is that that team is – they just haven't changed. Like, the players are not the problem. Or at least at least the top trio isn't. And the bot lane has looked better with, with Ghost and Barrel. So, like, the the players have never been the problem. The problem with that team is that they're – I mean, for lack of better terms, they're they're just stupid sometimes. Like they're just really goddamn stupid a lot of the time, and it's frustrating because they're another team that I just want to blame coaching so badly for. And like, I kind of want to. We'll talk about that with like later on, like when the LC LCK comes back around. But like, they just it feels like they don't think they just play. Like I don't know if you guys get that vibe. And like, if they outplay you, then it works. And if they if they don't, then they just look really 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 bad. So I, I don't know, like Chris. Chris, do you have any any takeaways from day one of the midseason cup? Yeah, I think you guys uh, talked a lot about how I'm excited about how the LCK find themselves being more adaptable, being able to play. And if this is a preview of Worlds, we're gonna have a sweet um, Worlds coming up international event where LPL LCK are going to showcase themselves again, but. T1, they have the puzzle. They have that adaptability. They're close. They just don't know how to close out the game. I don't know what it is. It's like, ah, uh, let's let's do whatever, guys. We, we're already, like, crazy enough in the early game just play reckless in the last portion of the game. And that's how they lost to damn one. Damn one. And then, uh, was it uh, top or FP- FPX, right? They lost FPX. No, they beat FPX in the first game, lost the top in the oh, last game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. In any case, uh, excited about LCK. Just just giving LPL uh, something to think about. And um, this is how great uh, teams grow, right? When they find competitions that are catching up or actually you know, matching their style. And it's fun to see. 
Um, and Damwon, I'm just, I just feel ashamed that Damwon and Aji are not in the same group. I would want to see that. Yeah, I want to see the Shivers now. Be so mad. <laughs> that would have been so fun. Uh, but yeah, enjoyed it thoroughly. Waiting for day two and the how it ends. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's interesting because I think you don't look at just like who came out of this group and say like, okay, China's clearly better. Like I, I don't, I think it was like relatively even today. Like they were good and bad on both sides. And uh, if that, like, like Chris said, if that's a preview of worlds coming up and like these teams are going to be sharp and, and dialed in for that tournament, they looked, everybody, everybody looked a little bit rusty today. And I think if, you know, come world's time, if, if we have an even playing field, it's going to be a hell of a tournament, man. It's going to be so exciting. So any other thoughts on the mid season cup so far? Yeah, no, it was interesting. Just, the team's kind of... I, I thought we might have a little bit more variance than we did even in results, given that we had a few weeks off, patch changed, lots of times to prepare. I would, I was saying to some people that I, I wouldn't have been that surprised if Damwon came out and got out of this group somehow, just with how much time they had to prepare and patch changes and everything. But I'm interested to see how the second group goes, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I kind of think the second group is... <laughs> I, I actually think the second group is more competitive even though I think IG is probably the worst team in the tournament. And I did not think I would say that. <sighs> I didn't think I would say that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Boy. I don't know. We'll see. But you, you're right, Josh. Like IG thrive in these kind of situations, right? Like just, you got to play three games. There's like that. one team to get hot for three games on the planet. Yeah. So. Well, what was interesting too, just to touch quickly, like, it seemed like today, and maybe this is just a blip, but it seemed like top lane was actually decently important today. Like, more so than it was for the majority of the spring split. It seemed like there were some really, really big plays coming from the top laners. And maybe that's just because we have almost all that, you know, we probably have eight of the top 12 top laners in the world here. So maybe that's, maybe that's it. But, but yeah, I was really interested to see how they were really affecting the map and winning winning their lanes and things. So, I mean, and maybe it's just because it's Khan, who's like, you know, the hyper-carry top player. But, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I kind of think, like, Nogri was weird because it, he did a lot of good things and then it wasn't working. And then, like, when he wasn't doing the good things was when he had the good game. It was, like, really, it was, like, ass backwards with him. Like, the Kenan pop-off game, like, there was a lot of mistakes he made in that game, but, like, showed up when it mattered. So, yeah, it's, it's, weird. it's a weird tournament, man. It's exciting to have League back, and it's exciting to, like, clearly all these teams and all these players are very, very good, so that part's exciting, but, like, the format's a little little odd. I think it's going to be more interesting when we get to, um... Once we have the whole thing, it'll be interesting. We can talk it to death and then bitch about sample size later, because that's what we're all going to do. You know it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Um, like I said, any, any LEC and LCS stuff we're going to get to next week, there was... Some pretty big news there, Hooney and a couple other things. So we'll, we'll be going over that next week. This episode, though, we wanted to talk over all of the changes in the LPL and basically how we see the summer season going just based on these changes. Um, just as a full disclaimer to you guys, we've seen a lot. Of, all of us have been seeing this news trickling in over the past week or so. I've compiled everything here over the entire off season. Some of the stuff even happened this afternoon. So we're kind of digesting this. We, we, we took some of this at the beginning, but we're kind of digesting a lot of this as we go. And we're just going to kind of do like our initial take. Cause I, 
I think admittedly all of us haven't had a lot of time to think about this because we've been focused on the midseason cup. So I think it'll be interesting to just like hear us think out loud and like think through this as a process. So we're going to go through it that way. So before anything, we'll say there's three teams that are going unchanged so far. Uh, two of them are at the midseason cup, which is JDG and Fun Plus Phoenix. Uh, they've made no roster changes that we know of. Interestingly, Khan has been playing every game so far at the midseason cup. So that's worth noting. Maybe that's what we see moving forward for them, but we'll see. And then Team WE hasn't announced any changes yet either. So those are the three unchanged teams. The other 14 have all made some kind of move. So uh, these are in no particular order. We're just going to go through it. So we'll start at the top, just so that we have some semblance of order here, right? So Edward Gaming, uh, Jinu announced that he is retiring. I know, John, you had some thoughts on this one. Yeah, just big sad face, man. Like, I thought Jinu was really good pretty much the whole time we were seeing him play, and then he just wasn't playing for a while. Then we thought, you know, he came back, played some games, we thought he was going to play playoffs, and then he just didn't play, and then he just retired. But it was never like we saw a stretch from him where we were like, man, Jinu is really struggling right now. Like, he's just looked good the whole time. I'm not sure what brought him to that decision, or if he's just burned out and not feeling it anymore or what, but it makes me a little bit sad because I thought he was kind of an unsung hero. Like, I thought there was times when he was among the best top landers in the whole league and was rarely in a position to kind of show that off. Like, he was on victory five, just doing nothing, like, in in bad positions to show that off. And I thought EDG was a great spot to do that. And then we never really got to see it. So a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, I feel like EDG is, like, the team of, like, unsung heroes, like, over the course of, like, the last four or five years. Like, Scout and Mako, like, oh, oh. Maybe not right now, but like over the last five years or so, Scout and Mako have been like the un- like the underrated guys, right? True, true. In the LPL now, Jinu. I think Jinu was underrated. I agree with you. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Like I, it, I don't know. I I I looked around. I didn't see anything like him hinting that he was going to coach or stream or anything like that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. Get, I, I could have missed something, but yeah, kind of uh, strange timing. Um, how does this impact EDG? I thought Audi. I'll be honest with you. Audi way, way outperformed expectations for me. I thought he was actually pretty good. Like, I, I mean, he's not on that elite level, obviously. But, uh, I I mean, I think he's elevated himself into, like, that – probably, like, that mid-tier. Like, he's a good top laner. Maybe not great, but he's good and he showed a couple different angles. Um, played with multiple junglers, too. Yeah, so, like, that kind of surprised me. So, does this really, like uh, – like, how does this impact, like, EDG – as a whole for you guys? I mean, they are allowed to play with JJ right now, right? Yeah. Uh, not worry about the with Jinny and whatnot, so probably have their main jungler back there. Yeah. You got a lot of background noise there, Chris, but yeah, yeah. So I would I would assume JJ is going to play the spring season, although maybe they don't want to disrupt the Audi Junjia thing because that, work- that was really working for them this season. Like, I thought that was going to be a big issue and it wasn't. So, like, uh, Josh, what do you think for EDG uh, prospects for the summer? Upgrade, downgrade, stay the same? Yeah, I think I think it, in my opinion, lowers their ceiling a little bit. Um, I just wanted to piggyback, too, off what John said. Like, I think it's really unfortunate that it got sh- cut short by the, by the virus, too, because, like, he was going to be the starter all split, but then he couldn't leave because his whole um, – uh, was it, like, province or, or whatever his whole area was on lockdown he legit couldn't leave so it's like really out of his control and i wonder you know maybe that just played a toll mentally on him or something but 
but yeah, that that stunk. But yeah, I think, I mean, in, in my opinion, it, it just lowers their ceiling a little bit. EDG's already kind of like a pretty like, you know, you know they're going to be in the competitive range, but probably not pushing for top three and probably also not out of the playoffs. But, you know, I think their ceiling was higher when they had the ability to get Jim into the lineup just because he, like we said, has the ability to sometimes carry games and whatnot. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of think I think EDG are they're they're just going to be in that like five to eight range. They're just a good team. They're almost definitely going to be a playoff team. Because I, I I to me this team is like pretty smart just in general. Like they do every so often they'll have like macro issues where they like just forget that like a Rift Herald exists and they'll be on the other side of the map. But or like same with the Dragon or something like that. But for the most part they're pretty smart. They draft well. They have good veteran leadership and like it, it's hard for me to see any of these these non-playoff teams overcoming them but i also agree with you guys like they're they're not even close to the elite teams in the league so yeah they're kind of in their own little area where they're like like you guys say pretty much guaranteed to make the lower end of the playoffs not really competitive with the top teams i was gonna say this is something we're seeing a little bit more often recently uh like people retiring when they're like at a decent spot or at least taking breaks not just in league but in a lot of esports just recently, we had in CSGO two different players who are on literally by far the best team in the world. Both just decided to take breaks. Like when they literally just finished winning a major tournament and they were lined up to win another major tournament and they just decided to go take breaks. And it just seems like it's something that more and more people are doing. The lifestyle might be kind of burning people out. I mean, if it, it, we've seen people come back and be fine too. So if it works, it works. I mean, I don't know if that's the case here. I just thinking through it, like what what are the odds that this is like one of these like retired of back to, like get back yourself out of a contract situation and he wants to go play somewhere else? I haven't read anything that says that, but it's certainly um certainly an option. I don't know. Any any other thoughts on this one? No, I, one quick question I'll pose though, Vince, and, or maybe Johnny, either. I, I know Vince just made with your coaching experience, maybe you'll have a little bit of fun. Do you think anything about like the, the switch to like a purely online environment um, could have any effects on that? Like people burning out more? Like is it, is it like, you know, maybe it's like, like we've talked about, like, you know, like separating work from home and it's like home is your safe space. And now like, now you're working there all the time and you just feel more pre- like maybe that's contributing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's possible. I mean, it, like, I mean, really, you're seeing this kind of stuff reported now. Like, I mean, depression's a real thing. We're social creatures. If you can't get out and do stuff, it's it, it weighs on people. Not everybody can can deal with that stuff. I don't, that might be looking a little too far into it. I don't know. It's possible. I wouldn't rule it out. But I mean, and this could very well just be like, okay, like, I don't want to do this anymore. It could be that simple. Who knows? Or maybe he wants to coach. I don't know. So next up, we have E Star. Uh, this was huge. I, I kind of think this was like the biggest news of the off season so far. Like, uh, I'll say this week because obviously, like the Uzi thing was a big deal. But, um, Cryin, it was two days ago. We hear Cryin's leaving E Star, which I I think is massive because he was so pivotal, like so pivotal to how that team played. And he's going to RNG, which is wild. Now we're gonna get to RNG a little bit later. Um, Langji left RNG. They haven't announced a replacement top laner. 
The only top laner on their roster is uh, Yukai or UK. I think he's like a trainee. He's been a sub for a while. Is Kryon or Xiaohu going to play top lane? Like, that's what it's looking like, right? It could be. I'm, I'm a little interested with Xiaohu. If he's if he's done, like I mean, he's a guy that's been around for a long time. Is he done? Is he thinking about going into coaching or stepping back, or are they going to try a two mids thing? Are they going to go somebody at the top lane? I'm not sure. I really honestly don't know exactly what uh what they could do with that. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation, right? Like I, I think it's what's weird to me is like I've always been. <laughs> Zhao who's an interesting like an interesting player like over the course of his career I like overall I think he's actually been an overrated player but I think like over the last year he's been a little bit underrated and I think this season he was actually this was his best season for a while he played really well this season uh in spite of all the drafting issues RNG had like he was excellent like in almost every game this season so it's weird maybe this is a going out on top thing this is another one of those? I don't know. It's a weird one. I, I do commend RNG for just picking up a good player. And more interestingly, E-Star haven't announced a replacement yet. Now, I know that they came from a developmental program. Like, that's how they got into the league. Like, this was developmental. Like, uh, what's it called? The head coach is, like, God-tier talent developer or whatever. But And I'm sure they'll find a decent mid laner, but, like, I grew to respect Crying a lot. Like he actually earned my respect more and more as the season went on. He showed me a lot more looks. He was a lot, that he was a lot more versatile than I initially thought he was, and he's a hell of a player. So I, this is a pretty big loss. I don't think there's any any way around it, right? For E Star, yeah, it's, it's got to hurt E Star, and I don't really know who they add. Like, is there a, is there a mid free agent that's that can pick up that kind of mantle? I don't know that I can remember one. I'm thinking maybe like UCal. Or like one Could of the, be. yeah, like one of the one of the. Um, there was an announcement about UCal, wasn't there? I think yeah, they announced that he's not renewing. I think that's all they announced, right? Oh, okay. Well, they said he's he's going back. Or was it him that's going back? I don't remember, but I thought they were saying that like uh, it's going to be really hard for anyone to go from Korea to China uh, right now. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, so the option of like importing one way or the other is probably going to be difficult. So. I don't know. Like, I, I was trying to think of, like, just, like, serviceable guys that have been around that they could – is there a chance they just swap straight up and we see, like, Xiaohu T-Star? Well, that would be a little weird, right? Go ahead. Uh, who, who was it that Teacher Ball came in for? Uh, it, it was Plex last season. I don't know Plex? It was Plex? Yeah, Plex. like, maybe they could pick up Plex. Plex um, has kind of always been that, like – I'm a professional player, but, like, I'm not, you know, like, that's, but, like, I don't know, like, so much of what E-Star does is not about the players, it's about the team, right? So, any kind of disruption to that, I'm just going to have questions. Now, I, I think, I think, I think the top side of the map was actually really, really good, so, like, if they can keep that intact, then, I don't know, maybe this ends up not being a big deal, but it just feels like losing a stud mid laner can't be not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many negatives I use in that sentence, I don't know. It just feels like there's no way this is a good thing, but maybe it's not as bad as I think. I don't know. I guess we'll see. To be fair, it also did sound like they just couldn't afford him. Yeah, I mean, he was good. He's going to get paid. He's definitely going to get paid somewhere. That's for damn sure. But, well, he's going to get paid by RNG. (laughs) 
Um, any other thoughts on this one? All right. We have uh, <laughs> top goal of the tournament at hand, Leon from Invictus to Vici Gaming. Is this God, weird dude. as hell to you? Like, uh, just I don't care. Just thank God. Get Leon off of Invictus Gaming. That's the, the match made in hell. I'm so tired of Leon being on Invictus. I'm so happy he's gone. Yeah. Go play with the slow ass Korean coach over on uh, over on Vici. Although we're going to talk about that as well. But go ahead and go go play on on Vici and get out of my Invictus Gaming land. I don't know. Vici had, weren't weren't that kind of team this season, really. But. I mostly agree with you. Like it wasn't where like this this was to me this was as simple as the eye test. Like if I'm a general manager, this was like literally eye test. Like this you got to be like Jerry Jones status on this one and be like I don't know shit about football. This doesn't work. This guy's not winning. This guy's not a winner. Like my team is not playing well when he's playing. I don't give a shit what he's doing. I don't care why or who or what. It's just not working. He's had a year and a half in in and out for a year and a half now. It's not working. I don't think Ning's been that great either. But that's that's what I was going to say is I don't think Ning has been that good. But when Ning is in there, they're doing the things that they should be doing, even if they're fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> so when Lands in there, they're not doing the things they should be doing. Yeah, I actually wrote a little on Ning for um, the midseason cup. They were eight and four in the regular season when he played eight and seven overall because he he lost all three of the third place match games. If I remember right, maybe it was the other way around. He played the other playoff series. I forget. But they were 8-7 and seven total with him this season, which not too impressive. But, um, I, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it, Invictus need to change something because I, I think they – I'm glad to see them not being okay that they got first place in the regular season and thinking they're good. Like, I, I like that they know that they need to change something. Maybe maybe they bring we just haven't heard about it because they're prepping for this tournament. But like maybe next week we hear that they bring in an, a, a trainee jungler, and then like two weeks from now he's playing some games. Like they're mixing a, a new jungler in. So yeah, I, I mean I don't know <laughs> if it necessarily helps. I, I think it helps a little bit. It might I don't know. I don't know if it's a huge upgrade or anything to just not be playing Liam. I think it's just like probably the right decision. Also reunites him with Forge. Like I assume they were playing together before they both got because they were both guys that got bumped up when their starters went down. Yeah, Nige and neither of them worked out well. Um, so maybe they have a little bit of synergy together, and and maybe that worked because uh, Aches or Ikes was pretty. I mean, he was decent, but you know maybe this synergy just really helps. Yeah, and and Forge, interestingly enough, he kind of I – mean, I can't stand the way he plays. He He's another one of these guys that's, like, dumb as nails but could just play his way out of a paper bag sometimes. And uh, he was pretty good this season. And if Invictus were willing to give them a shot in that situation when they did, like, they clearly saw something. So, like, maybe they were scream guys. It, it makes sense. And it makes sense for Vici, too, because it's it's, you know – it's keeping a domestic person as well in case they want to import something. I mean, I don't think any of that's happening this year realistically, but just down the line, uh, he is still a very young player. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think probably a bigger upgrade for Vici gaming than a downgrade for Invictus. Although I think it's kind of a little bit of both. So 
RNG, uh, crying. We just talked about um, Langji leaving for LGD, and they haven't announced the top lane subs. So they have one trainee top laner on the roster. And then obviously the the other news that I, I didn't tack on to this we talked about like a couple weeks ago, which is Uzi not renew they're not renewing Uzi's contract. So they're moving forward with this roster until further notice. Um, I think they were quite good overall. But we're not having a top laner. So, like, is this going to be a Kryon or Zhao Hu top? Or are they going to bring in a trainee top? Or, or what's going on? Isn't it weird for them to just let Langji walk? Like, I'm assuming this was a money issue. Could be. What about RNG Gimgoon? What do we think? Gimgoon comes over. FPX switches to Khan and they bring in the goon. Even, like, a year opinion. From BLG, whichever one BLG doesn't end up going with, maybe. Yeah, ADD and King and would be all right. I feel like Gimgoon just fits the RNG strategy really well. Like, I think he would actually just be, like, a really ideal person to put on that team if they could find a way to get him. I, I like all three of those options, honestly. Like, I think any yeah. one of them would be good because... The, I say it again. The, the problem with this team wasn't the players. So, the players were all awesome. If, if, if anything, I was blown away by how good Betty was. Yeah, Betty was very good. Like, Betty played arguably his best season of his career after making an upgrade in competition level. Yep. That's nuts. Like, that's insane. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I, if RNG can figure their drafting issues out, like, I was looking, I was like, hmm, did they make a coaching change? That's what I was looking for, and they didn't. But maybe they figure it out. They have some time to, to look at things. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it's just weird that... LGD of all places too. Um, LGD Chris, man, I can't wait till we get to them. Sorry, yeah, go we're, ahead. we're gonna we're gonna spend some time on LGD. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on um, Crying joining RNG and Langji leaving for LGD? Can you hear me? Yeah. Sorry, my dog's like going crazy. Anyways, um, it's so they're moving on from Xiaohu. That's by all accounts, that's what's happening, and. Well, when I spoke with the TGH guys, they say that Xiaohu wasn't able to play his style when Uzi was with the team, and it changed his game so drastically. That's probably part of the reason. I didn't expect them to replace him, honestly. I thought they were going to build around him, work together with Betty. But this just signifies... They haven't announced that he's leaving yet. It's still... You don't don't bring in such a big name, you know, just split time. Is Is that... Well, I'm saying, like, maybe one of them plays top lane. That's the that's the thing like the thought I'm having. Like is Maybe. that realistic? Like well, personally I still hope that Flandre goes to RNG. That's another know. one. I we didn't we didn't think about that. That would be another interesting yeah. option. Flandre who's gonna leave uh, LNG. Um so maybe they're having like, a whole change in their identity. That's the hope. Uh Crying will just give this team a bit more agency rather than playing that slow old Uzi focus style, so I'm optimistic, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I mean, uh, would you agree with me? Like, I I still think this is primarily a coaching issue more than more than anything. Like, that's the biggest issue for RNG is they need they need to fix that, which they you can do with the same coaching staff. I thought they changed because they did they have stake at one point and then they changed him out. They did, but he was with. Um... Yeah, we're gonna get to him later because he moved he moved to LNG, but. Um... Just in general, like, 
I think that was their big issue. So maybe he was the issue. I don't know if it was necessarily him. I don't know who was in charge. I know he was on on the stage doing the drafts, which is what I had an issue with. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, just interesting moves for RNG. Uh, top is really easy. That's the next one up. Um, Fodic is officially demoted to the Academy roster, which basically means nothing. It's just basically them publicly saying it, which is kind of. I mean, it makes sense. They have Jackie Love, but. Yeah, we kind of expected to see that one coming, right? Although Dude, I guess maybe trading him might have been there too. I gotta, I'll, I'll come out and say it. Like I feel kind of bad for the kid because, like, I don't, I don't think he was bad. Like, I actually think he was like more good than bad for sure, and he just like had impossible shoes to fill. And it's pretty hard to do that. And then they pick up Jackie love and it's just like, Oh, like every, as soon as they announced Jackie love was on the way, he just had to play for like two weeks with everyone criticizing everything, saying he's trash nonstop. And I get like, I know you sign up for this when you do this for a living, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel for the guy. I, he's going to end up somewhere. Like I, I, I could see them trading him to somebody relevant. And I'm on the same line thinking as you he clearly proves that he can play on the LPL stage. Yeah. He has that talent. A lot of teams can use his service. So did he choose to stay with TOTS just because, you know, it gives him the opportunity? I don't know. Maybe contract, too. I mean, he's contracted, so maybe he just doesn't want doesn't want to violate that. And a trade didn't make a lot of sense to him personally at this point right now. So maybe in the offseason he'll be looking to do that. So Billy Billy. Um, we talked about Jin Zhao switching to support. I'm sorry, uh, Josh and John, did you guys have anything on Fodic, or was that about it? Yeah, no, similar to you. I mean, I feel bad that he didn't really – I mean, he, he showed up fine, didn't look terrible, and then just got completely run over by a top name in the scene. Yeah. <clears throat> but I assume we'll see him uh, on a team somewhere. Maybe one of these teams that are coming up. So, Billy Billy, uh, Jin Zhao switching to support. that We got that news a couple of weeks ago. Um, Best 16, who's been – He's kind of been like the golden glue of the LPL a little bit. Like he's been up and down and up and down and, and people hype him and talk him up. And like, he's never like really stuck or anything. doesn't actually have that many games, but, uh, and then wings, another one of these like, um, stars from, you know, challengers. I believe he played in Korea. I think he was a challenge Korea player and then came over and play, has been playing in the LP LDL for a while. Um, wings looks like he's going to be the new AD carry wings. We've seen before. It's pretty good. Nothing like too crazy, but pretty solid player. Um, I don't know, B- Billy Billy. They're kind of like E Star, but like the opposite. Like it's it's a team dynamic issue more than the players. I think. So we'll see how it goes there. This, I mean, this could be a landing spot for someone like Fodic, right? Down the line, maybe. Yeah, I don't really yeah. have any other thoughts on Billy Billy. You guys got anything? Anybody else that can? Slide into that Billy Billy spot, a veteran, been around the scene for a number of years, top player, been a world Never heard of him, Never <laughs> heard of him John. Come yeah. on, BLT Uzi, let's do it, baby. I mean, let's listen, Billy Billy, I don't think people, Billy Billy is a huge company. I don't know yeah, how much money, money, I don't know how much money they give the esports department, but I assume it's a lot because when the original, like, I mean, they went and paid, like, top, they, they imported, like, top Korean players. Like, you got to think, like, before this, they had Koro, and Koro is no joke. Like, good stud veteran player. I mean, he's not, like, a superstar, but he's damn close to it. He's a very, very good player. ADD, 
they went and got Kane from KT Rolster. Now he wasn't like a star. Like they, they, they're willing to throw money around. So doesn't it make sense? Bring him in. I, yeah, I mean, if I'm them, like I'm just getting rid of Knight and signing Uzi. If I, or, sorry, if I'm not if I'm Billy Billy, but if, if I'm top, even like probably just get rid of Knight and sign Uzi. So like, they're gonna have to. Get out. I don't know, man. We're not a comedy podcast, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I throw throw some money at it. That's the way I look at it. Like, I mean, I know that's my viewership wanting to see that, but. I mean, yeah, the question so, is, does he want to play, right? Like, yeah, we don't know. That we don't know. Like, all right, let's do the hypothetical. Like, assuming Uzi does want to play, and assuming he still has most of his chops, Uzi on this team, like, where does that put Billy Billy? Like, in that EDG tier, like, four, five, six, seven range? They're probably better than that. They were already, like, they got third last summer. Yeah, like, they, they were already a pretty good team. Like, they had a r- little bit of a rough run this last split, but they were, they were, they were a better team than their record showed, I thought. You put Uzi on there, I think they compete. They're not a winner, but I think they compete. Yeah, I kind of think Billy Billy might be, like, sleeper good this season. I really think they're going to be better this season. Yeah, like, they, they were another one where, like, they the first three quarters of the season, they just looked like they didn't have their priorities straight in terms of, like, what was good. Yeah, the first three quarters of the season, they drafted fucking all-in center comps every game, even though or all the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> All their players are like great late game, mid game scaling guys, and they're just like no. I mean, end of the play. season, they were good. They were they taking games off. off the good teams. Yeah, they, at the end of the season, they were a playoff team, one hundred percent. But they just threw away so many games at the beginning, playing this like infuriating all in early game style. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, do you guys find the Jinjiao move weird? Like, am I the only one that thinks that's odd? Like, it didn't seem like that was an. Like, I thought he was looking good. Like deep, he is you know, good. Yeah, he looked good. He was he was a completely solid eighty carry last season. I have like two theories on this, and we, we I kind of mentioned one of them before when we we first heard this news a couple weeks ago. But my first theory was when it initially happened, I was like, "Oh shit, Uzi to Billy Billy." Like that was my initial like just gut reaction. I was like, "They're gonna go get like a stud eighty carry." I don't know who, I don't know where, but they're doing it right. And Uzi made the most sense at the time. Um, now. The more I'm thinking about it, too, like, Jin Zhao has been – I'm just going to look this up, like, on air right now. I usually don't do this too often. But I'm pretty sure Jin Zhao is, has been playing for, like, seven years. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been in the LPL for – or maybe not that long. Let's see. So he played – he was on IMEI in May 2016. So four years. And then he was a sub for EDG before that. So – He's been around and in the scene for actually you know, like seven years, six and a half, seven years now. Been in the actual LPL for four now. Maybe he thinks he could do better. I mean, he was he was a solid eighty k. Like he wasn't like a stub, but he was good. Like he was top third of the league, I think probably. We, I we mentioned that. him as like one of the better eighty carries when we were doing that our, our like our um our award show. But uh, maybe he just needs to change a pace. Like maybe there's like a double of situation. Instead of changing teams, he just changed position. Just needs to change a pace. I know. Like a lot of times, I'm kind of going through this right now with my own play. Like a lot of times with these guys, you there's not too much more you can get from just throwing more games at a single position. So maybe he thinks that he can become a better player by diversifying. And I like that he's staying in the same lane too. Like he probably knows. Whatever eighty carry comes in here is probably going to be in for a treat because he's he's going to know exactly what he wants, you know. 
I just hope it's not a situation of like, oh, like we've had a couple tough seasons. Like I just can't hack it as an 80 carry because I never thought that he was the problem or even really their roster in general. Like I really think their game planning and coaching has been the biggest problem. And I'll, I'll be a little sad if it's a like, I just can't hack it as an 80 carry. I'll try to do it as support and let somebody else be the 80 carry. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, it struck me as like, they're bringing in somebody good that he, that my initial thought was like, he switches to support and like two days later, we were going to get some big announcement that they were bringing somebody in. And he probably was like behind the scenes, I'll switch to support. Cause this guy's better than me. And like that kind of confidence in a teammate can be really potent. Like that kind of respect. Um, can instill a lot of confidence, but then like nothing happened for like two weeks, so I don't know where we stand here. So because it's been so long, it kind of makes me think that they're just going to do. I mean, I mean, Wings was from their system, I think. Like he's been playing with them, so maybe they were just playing with Wings, and he was just like, "Dude, this guy's good." And Wings is now. It's looking like it's going to be Wings and Jinjao in the bottom lane. Do you think he? So you think he's going to start over Jinmo? I don't know. That's the other angle to this is, is yeah. Like I thought Jinbo was fine weird. too. Yeah, Jinbo was good too. It's a weird situation the more I think about it. You're right, Josh. This is, this is an, kind of an odd one. Cause yeah, they're another one where it's like RNG where it's like, I don't think the players are the issue like at any level really. So yeah, it's tough to say whether this is an upgrade downgrade or side grade, just cause we don't really know what the actual outcome is going to be. So very odd. I also, yeah, I think overall, though, we think that Billy Billy can't be worse than they were last season, really, right? Like, it's probably clo- – maybe not how they were at the end of the season, but closer to that than they were at the beginning of the season, I think. I do think they get past by some – for example, like the team we're going to talk about soon, LGD, like, I can see them passing them up. Well, I mean, you wanna, we'll skip over – we'll stay in order because I'm going to get off track if I don't. But uh, any other thoughts on Billy Billy? No, yeah, I think they'll be a good team again next season. All right, cool. So, um, Dominus. Mark and GA leave. Haven't announced replacements for those. The current lineup, which, I mean, honestly, this could just be the lineup. It makes sense. Is Natural, Zhao Peng, Zhao Wei, Gala, and Bless. Um, I think we actually saw this iteration of the roster a couple times this season. I think I can, I can kind of fortune tell you a little bit about what's going to happen with this roster, I think, which is they're going to beat a bunch of teams they shouldn't beat, and they're going to lose to a bunch of teams they shouldn't lose to, and they'll go on some streaks where they lose, like, five games, and you think they're terrible, and they'll win, like, five games in a row and think they're one of the best teams. For sure, that's what's happening. I don't even care who's on the roster. They can fire everybody and hire a whole new team, and I guarantee that's what's going to happen. I have kind of an interesting thought on this team because, obviously, they add the coach. They go on that, like, mini streak where they looked significantly better in the second half of the season. I think if you're going to, you can't assume that growth trajectory for this team for the summer. No, I agree. In other words, like what I'm saying is they started at the bottom. They had a growth curve that went up to like here. They never really leveled out because the season ended because they, they made the change so late. Right. Don't assume they're just going to keep getting better and better and better. In reality, they're probably going to stay around this mid-level. So, like, does I, I think Dominus probably move out of the like the the Drek, like the Drex of the LPL? Like, they're not a bottom feeder anymore. I think they're just barely above those teams. But I also think one of those teams, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, made a pretty big upgrade, or a couple of them. So Natural's a real talent. Yeah, Natural's, Natural's been a real talent. That's like 
I mean, they, that's really what they've got going for them, I think, as far as the roster goes. I didn't. I mean, Zhao Peng's been pretty good. I don't think Gallen blesses anything special. I didn't think Zhao Wei was particularly special. So, yeah. I don't know. I think they'll probably be a near bottom feeder, kind of like what you're saying. I just think they're they're going to be limited unless they can develop more tools. They're just going to be limited by their identity. Like they, I'll give the coaches, I'll give the coaching staff credit for finding what this team is and what they're good at and just playing to it. Which is, there's not very many teams on the planet that are this style, but they're a top centric team. Like there's just not very many of those anymore. Um, I think TSM was kind of that in the beginning of the, like the first half of the season, the LCS. Uh, you could, I mean, not as much this season, but like if you look like Summer Invictus was a top centric team. Uh, there's just not there. There's a couple of them. There's just not very many, and it's kind of like playing. A, it's like it's like a tier two strategy. Like it's it's suboptimal. There's a million ways. There's people that smarter analysts than I can explain this to you, right? It's it's suboptimal for a bunch of different reasons, especially with like the new map and everything. But it is a way that a a way that you can play the game, and if they're good at it, and natural is your best player, it kind of makes sense. Like this team's not going to be winning LPL summer. I, yeah, I don't no. think they have any illusions of that. So at this point, they have to ask themselves: Okay, are we just a team that's going to show up and do our thing, or are we going to actually try to get better? Because and that's where we kind of have like to me, that's how you have to handicap this team is. Are they going to try to develop? Because I think if they are, they're going to struggle, but it'll be worth it in the long shot or in the long run. But if they're just going to be who they are, they're probably going to they're probably going to beat some people early in the season. So the thing is, like everybody has to see this coming. I know it's the LPL, and I got in trouble saying that with E Star last season, but like everybody knows they're just going to play through natural, and you're going to end up in a situation like the shy last year where it's like, okay, everybody knows they're going to do this. It's really easy to predict, and all of a sudden you're figured out and if you don't have any new tricks then then you're solved. So that that's my question with this team. I don't know. We'll see. Uh want to move on to LGD? Any other thoughts on Dominus? Moving on to LGD then. Um All right. LGD have a lot of moves. So Colt, Chance and Bodyman. You guys remember Bodyman? The bad literally bad man. <laughs> um they're all leave. Uh, I don't think we've heard where they're going. Maybe one of them. Garvey, back up to the main roster. Garvey's been up and back. Garvey's just a career LGD player, I think. He's just... <laughs> guy's never leaving. Um, and then they add Langji and GA. So, I don't know if GA plays. I think Yuki's probably better than GA. But I'm trying to think, like... Actually... I'm trying to think of like their import situation now. What do you got? What do you guys thoughts on this while I'm looking this up? I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's the first you know 38 man roster, you know, rotating roster. Just you get to run a different lineup every single game for the whole season, and that's exciting. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, assuming their rosters like Longji and then either Zia or Yuki, and then they keep Kramer at 80 carry, Peanut. If Killua at support. Killua's pretty good. I mean, it seems pretty good. It seems like a solid roster. It seems like they're a top eight team. I don't know that they're a contender to win the league, but if they seem like a playoff team, 
it's just a weird jumble of people. Yeah. I kind of think this is going to turn into LGD look to me like they're going, you know, we talked about how there was 11 playoff quality teams going into the spring season yeah, and that only eight of them were going to get in. I think they're like, they just upgraded to be like, now there's 12 teams. Yeah. It's not an, not that exciting, but they should be good enough to be like around playoff level. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I feel like the top of the LPL has like diluted itself to like it's like adding a team to the playoff picture, which is probably good for the scene overall, but it's definitely interesting. Uh Josh, Chris, what do you guys think of this lineup? Like I, I don't want to automatically like just give this team my full blessing and say that they're a playoff team, but like I think they're gonna be in the conversation at the very least. Yeah, kinda like John said, it's probably a better than spring team. Better talent overall. Um, we'll have to see. They might be on a fringe. They could replace some of the bottom teams that almost made playoffs or didn't make playoffs, but that's as far as I can see them going. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit optimistic. I mean, like, so like if you just look at how they ended last split, right? So they're they play it, you know, like over the final month of the season. They played EDG, Wii, RNG, OMG, DLG, FTX, JDG, and Road Warriors. Like, that was a pretty big gauntlet. And they took a game off EDG, series off Wii, series off RNG, series off OMG. Like, they they kind of turned it on a little bit late for me. And I think that uh, upgrading specifically in the top lane, like, I don't think Lies or Colt was very good. Um, and that's kind of evidenced by how much they subbed in and out of that position. Um, I, I think that that'll actually be really good to have kind of that like steadying presence up there in Longshank who he's one of the better weak side players because um, you know this team is probably still going to be focused around Kramer um, so I think that can only help just being sure that you're not going to get beat up there really bad um, I think don't I forget think during that win streak, I was I just gotta cut you off, but don't forget during that win streak, Kramer got to play Senna six games in a row. True. So yeah, don't forget yeah. about that. <laughs> I think he won all six of them. So yeah, yeah. I mean that's part of it, but I, I just think that you know this team show. I, I guess I should just more so say in general that they showed that they can compete with the upper level teams and getting a top laner that you can be really reliant upon. Because I, I think Longchain is one of the better. Weak side top laners in the league. I think he's top uh, five top laner in the league. Like who's better than? Him? Yeah. Like who? Like let's just do that right now. Like who's better than Longjing? Jin is retired. Who's better than Longjing? So we have Zoom, Zoom, Gashai, Gimgun. I'll say Khan also. Yeah. Is he better than? Th- I think he's better than three six nine personally, but I think like those two are on a similar level. Yeah, that's about right. So top five, top six range, right? Maybe maybe Shaobai or, or the the East yeah. side. Right? Shabai's actually uh, really good. <laughs> yeah. And then Flandre, everyone has their own opinion on Flandre. So. I, th- I think he's better than Flandre. He's more consistent. What about Natural? I think he's better than Natural, too. He's more yeah. versatile than Natural is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, like I said, yeah, I think that can only help with a team that, you know, obviously has its issues, but you take away one lane where you just can't get hard stomped for a team that likes to play bot centric. I think that's really big. It should. It, I mean, it's definitely an upgrade. I don't think there's any debate there. It's just a question of like, do LGD feel like a team that's going to be a little overrated at the beginning of the season? 
Yes. They feel like there's too much hype around them right now that they're like they're going to be a contender to win the league, which I don't think they are. Yeah. I think they're they move they move from like like in that 12 to 14 range to in the 9 to 12 range. That's that's it's it's an upgrade. That's it. I don't think this is like oh holy shit they're going to be like I think they're like 40 like I think they're less than 50 cent to make the playoffs, but I think last season they were like you know less than 10% to make the playoffs. So Yeah, I think I think they're competing with like OMG and BLG for like the last last spot type deal. Yeah. In, in my opinion. And we but one one thing I will say is like the other issue is that like we talked about this a little bit before the pod, but there's just not been any big names actually moving. And Long Zhang is is other than crying. RNG is really just the source of all big names right now in the LPL, but that's gonna that's gonna definitely play into it. So we need like Uzi to sign somewhere so that people won't be overrating them and get reasonable lines and whatnot. True, true. Move on to LNG. Uh Asura leaves. Weird flex, but I guess they want to go with light for the rest of the way. Steak former LMS professional and uh, RNG coach who I had a ton of issues with last season is now the coach of LNG. <laughs> LNG, man. Like, all right. <laughs> LNG knew who they were. I hated it, but they knew who they were. They were like, okay, we're going to do this thing. And now – Maybe steak wasn't the problem with RNG. I don't know, but I had ninety percent of the problems with RNG was coaching problems and drafting problems. I'm so skeptical, but LNG were also not great drafters anyway. So like, I don't know if this really changes the the look for them at all. I think LNG is probably a bottom of the table team, and I was pretty but high on them coming into this season. Like this season, they they were like one of these like metrics teams with Sooning. Where like the underlying numbers looked a little bit better than their actual record, but like they just could never put any of it together, and they were just not a good team. So, the more I look at it, like I mean, they're not so they're not going to be like victory five, like no wins, but they're they're going to end up being like a you know four win team or something like that. Maybe not even that. Yeah, I I think this roster is pretty weak, and I don't think Stake is a big enough coaching upgrade at this point to be you know, worth valuing too much. I think we're probably looking at a bottom of the table team there. Yeah. Um, Chris, Josh, thoughts or is, are you guys as unexcited for LNG as we are? <laughs> yep. Yeah, new to this team, hopefully Flandre. He's like the only semi-talented member. So hopefully he gets on a team somewhere and can do something like Chris mentioned earlier. Chris, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think this team's really going anywhere. I, I think. Ma- I mean, Maple can play. Like, Maple and XX can play. That's the problem. That's what's so frustrating. Is like you have a good mid jungle duo. Why the hell is this team not good? Like that's like the baseline. You must be this tall to ride. But the LPL is too competitive. You need to have more than that. I, I don't know. Like I still think this. I think this team's better than Dominus. That's probably an unpopular opinion. Like, just on paper, now knowing what they do in-game. But I, I think, like, we're looking at, like, one of the bottom three teams here, probably. I think Dominus is still better. I think this team's pretty bad. Yeah. Right. They're, they're just, like, unexciting. I don't know. Um, OMG. So, uh, substitute support laner Kane. Or support laner. They're 
Uh, <laughs> substitute support. Kane leaves. Uh, they pick up a new assistant coach. I forget the guy's name. Uh, looked into him. Doesn't really have any history that I could find. Uh, Alias and Sora join as substitutes. So OMG are running back the same thing, bringing in a new assistant coach and a couple subs. Going to be terrible. They're going to be bad. They've been bad. They're, they're, they were supposed to be good all the time. They've never been good. They're not going to be good this time. Call it. <laughs> they're going to be 9 to 12 range again. Can we get Icon to Isar? That's what I'm saying, man. Feels so bad for Icon. Just get him out of there. There we go. Icon to Eastar. That's that's a that's a talking point right there. I like that. I like that move. He would need to stop playing for himself to play on that team, either, I think. Either Icon to Eastar or Uzi to OMG. Like just give him some like one way or another, give him someone that can do something. Cause I, he just feels too talented to always be Barely miss it. Like I don't know, man. Maybe does anybody just, think this team just this team just needs a character? Like, does this team just feel super vanilla? Like, not vanilla, like in a bad like. They feel van- like vanilla personalities. You know what I'm saying? Like, got to be a coaching change, dude. They've got to like, get who's the like someone nut up and make a play on this team. Like, that's my issue is that they just like try to Definitely. wait. They try to do the origin thing, but they're not disciplined enough to do that. And it's harder to do that in a league that's got the quality of players that the LPL has. So, like, you end up just being like, okay, we're going to lane Kingdom and we're going to beat the teams that suck and that's it. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, they some, they need a coaching change. And maybe this assistant coach is it. I don't know. I sure hope so, dude. I'm really tired of trying to root for OMG and them never doing anything. OMG's going to get 10th place. You heard it here first. Yeah, that sounds about right. Rogue Warriors uh, are not bringing... I was going to make a way on joke, but... Uh, <laughs> He's uh, back. Uh, so they bring in a new jungler from EDG Youth. His name is Yudang. Uh, he's another one of these guys that's like gotten... He's like one of the hype players from the LDL. Uh, just like over the course of like last year or so. I, I don't... He's probably going to play... What does Rogue Warriors have to lose? Rogue Warriors were interesting because they we, we called them a punch-up underdog, right? Like At least I did. Like I wrote about that a lot this season. And Rogue Warriors, they were t- they will take a fight to you. They will coin flip over and over. So they're they're going to be a good underdog again. Like I, they between them and WE, that we had some actually some really spicy underdogs in the LPL, and they they were the big contributors to the the underdog spread movement basically because they were just always taking a game off people by flipping coins over and over again. Uh, I don't think this team's particularly good, but they'll be competitive. I, they're, they're, to me, they're just the same team. They're, they're going to be the same team. They're going to be like probably like 12th, and they'll, they'll, they'll probably have like one or two upset wins and surprise people, and then they'll probably have like one or two losses to the shitty teams and call it a season. They're in a, they're in a tough spot for me where they're in a rebuild – and they have a guy that we've seen be a star before in Zwuji. Uh And the rest of the team is like rebuildy guys, but nobody's really shown anything. I almost think they might have been better off like just getting rid of everybody except for bringing in, the, bringing in Yudang, get rid of everybody else, bring in four more LDL guys, and just try out some new people. Like just leave Zwuji. Just do the E-Star thing. Yeah, just leaves Wuji, bring in five guys, one backup, and four other starters, 
and just see how they do and see if you can find another Zuji to kind of pair them with instead of, because I really don't, Crazy's been around a, a bit, Holder's been around a bit, Haro's been around. None of those guys have really done anything very impressing. Lay's been around. All of those, so like all of those players are, they're just in that like serviceable cat. Like they are LPL quality players. Yeah, they're just fine LPL quality players, but they're never going to, like, this team's never going to be a playoff team. This team needs like, to be the Sixers, right? Yeah, what yeah. Are, process it. Good, Josh. What if they just, just grab, like, I, I agree with that approach, but I just think that, like, I feel like people just will never agree to take that approach, it seems like, when they're at that level. So, like, what if they just got, like, Jahu? And maybe that forces them to cut someone else because they can't afford him without doing so, and they have to bring in another LBL. Like maybe that's a decent like transitionary piece for it or something. Can you like just like throw Xiaohu and Gimgun. I I like bringing in a guy like Xiaohu. I people know I'm a fan of like the full rebuild, but while you're doing a full rebuild, I don't mind bringing in one veteran with a lot of experience. That's what Europe did this season? All yeah, those, all those mid like guys. rising European teams. That's what they did this season. Yep, I like that approach. So I wouldn't mind bringing in Xiaohu and four other new guys and just so three other new guys and see how it goes. Uh, any chance we see Rogue Warriors do an LGD impression and instead of using washed up pros, just like try out young guys the rest like this whole season basically? Like you get to play both matches this week. You get to try two matches next week, like that kind of thing. Very reasonable chance, I think. It's pretty tough to do this kind of thing without alienating your good players though. Like, that's the hard part. It's like, dude, if, if I'm just going to be a tryout ground, like, I don't want to sign back here again. Like, if I'm Zwooji and that's what happens this summer, like, I want to go play for OMG or somewhere else, right? You got to have somebody give him a motivating speech and say, you are Rogue Warriors Uzi. You're going to be here for five years. We're going to be really good eventually. Like, you are the cornerstone. Buildings with your he's, name He's the up. Joel Embiid, right? Yes, <laughs> that's out front. You are the guy. The but Rogue it's going to War- take the Rogue Warriors <laughs> process. Trust the Rogue Warriors process, right? Yeah. That might be the name of the episode. Sooning. Weiwei leaves, and that's it. Uh, so earlier on, Bubu left too, but that was like a couple weeks ago. Sooning. <laughs> Sooning were another one where like they were like a statistics darling in a weird way, but like they're just not. They were probably better than their record, but also not very like particularly good. Like, this is another one of these, like, 12th place. Like, there's just, like, five 12th place teams to me in the LPL. Yeah, I see Sinning as, as similar to what you described, Rogue as. Just, like, a punch-up underdog. Like, they're, they're just going to ruin a couple teams' seasons. I think class. they're a little bit better than Rogue Warriors. Yeah, I just mean, like, as far as, like, what do they actually contribute to the playoff picture? It's just, like, they're just going to knock RNG down a seed or something. Like, you They'll know, be knocking you know. on the door. I think like that's that's yeah. they're gonna be there's there's like five of these teams now where it's like you know two or three of them are just not gonna make playoffs and that's gonna be that. So, uh, Chris, John, anything? No, I mean, Sunning was was an all right team last season. I still really would like to know what would have happened with them last season if other teams started banning misfortune. Oh, I think we're gonna get a show. Yeah, we're gonna get to see this season like whether or not he's really that good because he looked really good, but he was, but it's man, he just played the same champion every game. It's really hard to tell if like, he's just a specialist or so we'll get to see more about that this season. I would expect them to like, not be exciting. Vici, uh, Vici are, are kind of interesting. So they lose their assistant coach, uh, Malkai, 
bring in Loon, who's a former player. Um, they pick up Leon and Chieftain leaves. Chieftain left today, I believe. So, this, we, we, I think Josh mentioned it earlier, like the Leon Forge history could be an angle. And like, we like to shit on Leon. We really do. He's not a bad player. He's, he's like, he's a middle of the table LPL jungler, right? Yeah, we should classify, or, and maybe maybe you guys don't necessarily agree with this, but I actually think like IG would be like the hardest team to jungle for, just because like I, I don't know. I mean, how do you deal with the shy every single game? Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, what is your job? Like, I, I think I've joked on here before that like the rookie and the shy just tell him, "Hey, I'm gonna go dive under this tower. Like, come hold aggro for me." It, like, like it, it seems like that's your job, and like I don't know, man. I, I think it's one of the hardest teams to to actually jungle for. So, yeah, I mean, it could be interesting to see him outside of that system because even Forge looked really bad in the system. And I think Gelati, you even mentioned that like our expectations for him coming into the season were that he wasn't going to be bad, and then he showed up and played, you know, pretty decent, decently well. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, I have I issues think- with Forge's play, but I think there's potential in this combination, right? Gotcha. Yeah, Forge, Forge looked a lot better this season than he did. When he was playing for IG, he looked awful, like just terrible. And then when he was gone from IG, he's looked pretty good this season for the most part. I just think you need the right kind of player. Like, you just can't grab, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a really good example. You can't grab Ix Smithy and just throw That's him on G2. You can't just throw Ix Smithy on G2. Like, he'll just he just won't look good. Ix Smithy's just not a G2 player. He's not like you can just tell from watching X Smithy, he's not like thinking the same way that Caps is going to be thinking. And so that was my thing with Leon. It wasn't that I hated the guy when I was like ranting about getting him off IG earlier. He's just the worst combination for like rookie and the shy, like stylistically. I think on this team, it could be a good fit though. Yeah, he could be good on VG. But IG needs to find somebody who's Ning like. If they don't think that Ning's mechanically good enough, then they need to find another Ning like player who's mechanically gifted enough. This you know what I go ahead, Josh. Well, you know who would have been perfect for IG is is if they wouldn't have you know sat like kind of like on their hindquarters in the offseason, they would have actually they would have been the ones to get Carsa. That would have been a match made in heaven. Yeah, Carsa could definitely play for IG. Yeah, I'm trying to think like Yeah, I don't know. It still weirds me out the top like left like got off XX. Like it was that they had such a good thing going there, and I know we all thought that was an upgrade, but like, I almost wouldn't be. I almost would like it if they just like went and got XX back, bringing the band back together, and then like Carsa goes somewhere else. But I don't know. That's like living in a dream world. Uh, Vici are weird to me. Like I, I, I have so many issues with some things that they do, and Forge, Forge is like one of these like kind of niche players, right? Like, he has his, like, five champions that he plays, and he's very good at them, right? They don't necessarily fit together or under one guy's... I would call them, like, bruisers, but, like, I'll just place Cats and I'll just place Azir. Like, if he can add, like, one more element to his game, and then him and Leon end up being, like, a good duo, I... Vici are probably going to be a playoff team. Like, I, I think... I think I don't know. I actually liked Chieftain. I didn't have an issue with him. I like Chieftain in general. I've liked him his last couple teams. It's kind of how is how is how did Victory Five not go get him? Does Victory Five just not have any money? Yeah. What? Let's right. let's, you, right, let's let's go to Victory Five because like anything else on Vici. 
No, I, I think okay. they're going to be mediocre. I think they're going to be eighth or ninth. They're going to be. I think they are probably the best of those middle teams. Yeah, kind of a bar team. Yeah, like they're. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, victory five. I wrote. Who cares? <laughs> um, Alias leaves. We mentioned that already. All right, they added a bunch of people. They're just throwing the kitchen sink at this situation. So, Bubu from Sooning, way away from Sooning. Sam D, who is from Sooning Academy, uh, up to the main roster. PP God, who is the true name God. Yeah, right the PP God is. Uh, what was the? Who was the other name God last year? I can't remember who the other guy we were talking about was, but PP God is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Oh, what the hell was it? I can't remember who it was now. I was laughing so hard about it. Anyway. Um, uh, PP God is a support from Fun Plus Academy. Uh, tutelage under Lumel, presumably. Which could be impactful. Uh, then they also add Xinyi, who's been another one of these, like, like the golden glues of the LPL, like floating back and forth between the LDL and, and the LPL, but never really getting a lot of... Uh, a lot of playing time and he's renaming to ping. So he needs the haircut, the fresh haircut. He's shaving it all off. He's getting a new name, new life. Uh, is this a new lease on life for victory five? Cause I, I no. like, are I, they going to, are they going to run an actual team or are they just going to keep doing the, the nonsense they're doing? Cause it's not working. Well, I, I, I gotta admit, I can't rag on Victory 5 that much because they're kind of doing what I said the teams that suck should do. Yeah. Keep bringing in all kinds of dudes and throw them out there and try them out and see who if anybody sticks. Unfortunately, no one's really sticking. That's their biggest problem. They just keep bringing in a whole bunch of people that don't stick. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I like that they brought in a couple, like, a couple of these guys have, like, academy rep, right? Yeah. Like, PP God and Sam D have, have, have some academy hype to them. Um, so maybe there's something there. Bubi was fine. Like he's not he's unexciting, but he's fine. Way way and we used to, you know, bust on him all the time, but he's also just like he's like an LPL player. I yeah. mean, these are probably upgrades, right? In theory. Uh over under victory five games won this season. Individual games won. I'll set the I'll set the total at four and a half. I'll go over. I think they win some games. Yeah, maybe I should have said five and a half. I think five and a half is better. Five and a half. I'll go over. Yeah, I think. I, th- I think. Yeah, I think they. You know, maybe get like six or seven. But uh, I, I do. I agree with John. I like their approach. I think you just kind of keep picking up other teams' trash until you find a guy that you want to build around, and then you just keep cycling guys in, and you go all in on that guy. Like you were talking about um, with. Uh, what AD carry? We, oh, with Zawuji, right? Yeah. Like you just keep going until you find that guy, and maybe that guy is you know Sam D, and we find that out, and we're just going to build around him. Something like three five or processing. My right? only, beef, yeah, my only beef with their strategy though is that I'd much rather see them pick up all LDL guys rather than guys that have had their shot in the LPL and not done that well. I'd rather just go all LDL guys, save money. Get the five best players from the LDL that you can that you can get, and see if any of them are as good in the LPL. You know, sometimes a guy is dominant in a lower league, and you bring him up, and he's just as dominant. He was just like very, very, very good, mm-hmm. and so, or he's yeah. behind somebody very good. Like like PB God could be a maniac, and he's just behind Lumao, so we would have never seen him. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So, so I, I prefer those pickups, like the Sam D, the PP God, uh, versus like a Weiwei or a Bubu that we've seen a yeah. fair bit. I do think that like, I mean, Bubu and Weiwei, they got like the majority of the starts for when they played, but like they were also in like a like a dual situation where they had subs that they were swapping in and out of. So like maybe to them they get a shot at being a full time starter. And it's True. better for them just to change the scenery can be good. Because I don't think either of them were particularly bad. So, um, And I just – just I think – all right, so who is the best player on Victory 5? It's Mole, right? For all the shit we give him, I think it's just Mole, right? Probably – I have to honestly look on at the On the current roster. Victory 5, sorry. They no, have not so many people. Yeah, they have so many people on the roster, I'm – it's got Molar Y4. Y4 was the one I came up with, too. I have so many issues with Y4, but that's a different issue. I He's think. not good. And, but Mole is equally... Ugh. Y4 got fed three times this season. Four times this season, I think. Three of those times. Actually, all four of them he lost. So, I <laughs> like... Yeah, I think it's Mole. Maybe, maybe Zhao Han. No, I think I think it's Moller CLX, and CLX just needs to pick a damn position and play it. But I don't know. I, I like I, I agree with you guys. I like the approach, but ultimately, like, so Victory Five still a bottom three team, probably right? Yeah. Are, they, are they still the worst team in the league? Probably, yeah. Because like right I know around. we we kind of dumped on LNG a little bit, but like I think I think LNG is like way better than this team. <laughs> like, are they going to be like in an F tier, like by themselves? Like no. A, uh, no. I hope not anyway. I think Dominic will join them. <laughs> I, I, I think I kind of hope not too, so that like we just don't have like a free square every week, which is boring to watch. So, and honestly, like I got everyone's like, oh yeah, they're exciting to watch because they do all the roll swaps and the goofy picks and everything. It's like, yeah, that's cool, but like it's not cool unless they win. <laughs> so I don't, like even even like if they win a quarter of the time, then it's cool. They didn't win, so I don't know. Now you know how I feel about Callista. Like, hey, yeah, listen. It's really cool, but you just got Victory 5 can only go up, right? <laughs> right? There's yeah. no way they win zero games, right? <laughs> I mean, this was the worst the worst professional team of all time since, I mean, you could go back to some of those early OGN tournaments in like 2011, 2012, and find like the 16 seed in those tournaments. But like, this was the worst team of all time, I think, in any of the professional leagues. So can only go up from here. All right. Uh real real quick, let's go through like who's who are your like your biggest upgrades? Just overall, who anybody anybody can jump in. I honestly I don't think there's been any like huge jumps. Like you could argue maybe RNG like Crying was very good getting getting Crying in there, but I mean Jahu was already pretty good. Did anybody any team make like a big jump forward from? I think OC? LGD is the the one. Kind of, I don't upgrade, but like even then, I think it's just like a tier. I think yeah. they go from like I think they go from like C to B. Yeah, yeah, I'd say LGD. I, I mean, they they went from a probably bottom five six top laner to a top five. That's a pretty big jump, even though it's you know not a super impactful position. I mean, frankly, that's all I got. I, I, know, I know it's like a terrible exclamation point to put on this show, but like, 
I wanted to talk through all these changes and get your guys thought. Maybe like maybe Vici, like just the potential upside to the Leon Forge combo being a good match, like could jettison them up to being like, you know, would it surprise anybody if Vici got like seventh place or sixth place? I think if Vici is to take a step forward, it's less to do with the roster move and more to do with uh, Kokoma fulfilling his vision with his team. Well, there's going to be another season under him, too, which and like a full off season, as much as there was one. So that could have an impact on it. Invictus might have been the team with the biggest upgrade just by getting rid of Leon. I mean, been, it's possible, been... man. Hey, they, they might still get rid of Ning. Maybe. I don't know. That would be the biggest downgrade in the history of League, except for maybe when uh, MLXG retired. Other than that. What if they just bring back, like, would it surprise you guys to see Invictus just, like, bring a trainee up, like, in the summer, like, the beginning of summer? No. Yeah, that's what they should do, really, right? I mean, or they could hire MLXG. Like, it's they have to do this, like, now, right? Yeah, or like if, or maybe they like because I don't know if they're just gonna like get ahead enough in the standings to like lock playoffs or like lock a top playoff seed and then just try somebody out at the end of the season. Like I think if you're gonna do it, you got to try them for a couple weeks now, and that's if it doesn't work, then you got to hopefully you make playoffs still, right? Yeah, I'm not sure that this roster is locking anything up to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I, I all right, look, <laughs> Josh. As bad as it look, as 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 much as I'm shitting on Invictus, like they're they're a playoff team. There's there's no way this team doesn't make playoffs to me. Yeah, you, like come on. <laughs> there's no way they're they're a top six team. Like yeah, they're a top six team. Yeah, I don't I think they say- should be. I don't think they should be at this tournament. Hot take. I'm gonna get blown out tomorrow, so don't worry about it, Josh. You'll get yours. Um, I don't know. They're fine. They're a top five team. I went from six to five. There, I upgraded them. They're probably yeah, they're probably the fourth or fifth best team. And you got to gotta think too, like if they just get better this season, yeah, like that's totally feasible. So, yeah, I think I think the winners are RNG because you mentioned too they got rid of one of their coaches that was an idiot. Yeah, probably, probably an idiot. Not not confirmed, but he was the drafting coach. Yeah, so like maybe that's a pretty big win addition by subtraction. And then obviously we we were all pretty high on Brian. So. It's going to be interesting seeing Crying out of context. Like, I think he's a good player just in general, but I think he's just like Teacher Mal on steroids. Like, I think he's just like a better version of that in every way, and like he can also do some other stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Any big? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. There were so many moves, but so many of the, like there was only like two or three of them that were like really consequential, right? You guys all agree there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else for the LPL? The season starts next week. Uh, I gotta actually look and see if we're gonna be recording before June fifth. Yeah, we will be recording before June fifth. So next yeah. week we'll have. Next week, I'm thinking we're gonna do LEC and LCS. Uh, just changes a lot fewer in the LEC and LCS. So it will, you know, take. 15 minutes to talk through all of those who we think is an upgrade downgrade and then we'll have lines for the lpl starting next week so uh anything else guys you're trying to get out of here i know we all we all want to get some sleep for the early morning slate tomorrow for mid-season cup so uh, we we can't get off this call 
And so Vince and John have finalized the Chovy versus Knight bet on track details. I'm glad you brought this up. So we Chovy will be lucky if Knight doesn't fire him. So oh, is he doing like the Vince McMahon or something like that? Or no? Who's the who's the 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 you're fired? Oh my god, I forget. Yeah, Vince was Trump. That was a president, right? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know it was Trump. It was... Um, what did I? Let me see. What did I? What did I tweet? Six pack of beer. Yeah, no. So, like, what are the categories we're doing here? So, I said like CSD at fifteen for the tournament, like average for the tournament, right? So we'll do well, C. We don't have any guarantee that they're going to play each other. So, do we really yeah. just want to base it off their other opponents? So let's. Hmm. Kind of let's, tough. let's do entirely off of like tournament overall, which I know is not an accurate measure, but like, what are we going to do? Right. Uh, so we'll do CSD at 15. Uh, I'm just using the eye test and, and Knight already won. Well, he hasn't, okay. even, hasn't even played yet. And Knight already won. Okay. So. All right. All right. There's, there's only one way to do this. John, okay. your, your personal line that you have to weigh in, you got to call and make sure that <laughs> Through the next round, <laughs> just make sure they like, play each other. <laughs> he's got to, he's got to, he's got to fix the ping pong balls, right? Yeah, he's got to be the one yeah. picking them out of the bowl. He's got to <laughs> have like a guy fox yeah. mask on or something. Like I, I probably wouldn't fly in China, so I shouldn't joke about that. But you know, that's, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that there's a good way to do it. They got different sets of opponents. If they play each other, then we have a good way to, to go at it. Yeah, if they play each other, then we'll just do like blend of eye test and stats from that series and we'll and we'll make a determination a fair and reasonable determination so yeah the night beer bet that's the name of the episode not the (laughs) not the not the process the night beer bet process no that's too that's too long-winded all right we're gonna get out of here guys enjoy the mid-season cup check us out at the esportsdepartment.com chris what have you been up to you doing stuff with the game house yeah, uh, I'm going to have JJ on for Saturday live stream. We're going to talk about the MSC uh, and his thoughts on the roster changes that we talked about today because he's well more in touch with LCK and LPL and the minor regions. So got to get more information for that in preparation for summer. And where can we find that? Uh, you can find it on twitch.tv slash prime with a 3-L-O-L-T-G-H. Awesome. That's on Saturday and going to tweet out the time. All right, cool. So he'll tweet that out. Make sure to retweet that and everything. All right, guys. Enjoy the midseason cup. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon. You guys do have a good one. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.